Hello friends and welcome back to Offbeat Grad. My name is Sam and today I have a guest. I'm talking to my new friend Darian of Maiden Mom Jeans. You might know her from Instagram. You might even know her from TikTok. Um, and today we're going to chat about how to curate a community from scratch basically. So even if you don't have 10,000 followers, like how can you really create a strong bond with the people who follow you? How do you get them to engage with your content and how do you explore new ways of content? Let's get into it. Um, yeah, so my name is Darian Shambly, and I am a multi-passionate digital content creator, I guess you could call me. Um, I'm a military spouse and a first-time mom, and so that's what a lot of my content is about. But my blog is Made in Mom Jeans, and uh, I also just started a podcast called The Literally Though Podcast, and I like to talk about things from military life to authentic motherhood and pretty much everything in between. <laughs> I like the term multi-passionate. Yeah. It seems like a, a good resume word. Exactly. <laughs> a good resume LinkedIn word. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, I listened to the first episode of your podcast. I need to catch up, but I really enjoyed... First of all, fellow English major, there's not enough of us in the world needs Amen. more English majors. <laughs> and then also just the, the leap of faith to like start your own thing. I think that's also a really big challenge sometimes to get over the hurdle of what do I do if it doesn't work out? But yes. just doing it anyway. We're all just doing it anyway. So what made you want to start a blog and creating online content in the first place? Because you explained in like your first episode that you used to have like a pretty traditional type role. So what really led to you putting yourself out there and trying something new? So I first started blogging um, right out of college is when I made my first like, I would say public blog because, you know, all of us like, 90s babies had, you know, the the uh, Zanga and the MySpace blogs. But um, I have always wanted to be a writer and was told um, a lot of times that it was hard to be a writer and that it wasn't possible to be a writer and that, you know, a lot of people say that they want to be a writer, but they don't uh, ever get published or anything like that. And I had a very, very bad experience with the uh, journalism program at my university, which is why I switched to English. <laughs> what school? I'm going to drag that. Um, I went to West Virginia University and it wasn't... Oh, my whole family's from West Virginia. So they're like big no, uh, WVU are they like, really? football fans. Yeah. That's where I'm from. <laughs> I know. I was How just did I not know <laughs> that? Throw it out there. Uh, well, I mean, I grew up in Florida, but my, my mom's side of the family still lives in Charleston. Oh, that's so and... funny. I did not know that. Um, but yeah, so the, it wasn't necessarily the program. It was just there were there was a professor. It was that the I just, program. Like, no one go didn't, there. <laughs> didn't get along with. Um, and I yeah, she just was very jaded, I guess, from her own journalism. Experience. Yeah, like she never got published. So she's like, no one can. Yeah. Um, so I but most of it was that I just didn't like people reading my writing. <laughs> Um, and I figured out later that it was partially because I was, uh, I have anxiety disorder, I have generalized anxiety disorder. And so my first, <laughs> my first blog was just literally called the anxiety girl online. Cause <laughs> it was, that sounds like a catchy name. <laughs> it was 2010, no, 2014. And, um, you know, blog names weren't as cool as they used to be. <laughs> I started my blog in 2015. 
I just had a cool name from the start. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to really work through my anxiety diagnosis and also um, do it as an exercise to kind of get out of my comfort zone when it came to writing and putting my writing out there because even today I'm still like terrified of people reading my writing. It's scary. Yeah. It's really scary. I don't know. I just have started doing it because I'm a good writer and I can do what I want. Exactly. But it's just like you have to get over the hurdle and start re- like realizing Exactly. That. Yeah. You're probably good if you've done it for this long. Yeah, I'm slowly working working up the courage to get there. So <laughs> You got to just do it. And also, if you, I work as a freelance writer and I write for people who are so gosh darn educated, like doctors, attorneys, like people who are like, do the most intense, highly skilled work. These people cannot string an email together. (laughs) So it's just like, if you realize that you're like, oh wow, the bar is really low. So like, I can just, if I could just write with grammatical like sentences, I'm already like ahead of the game. Right. So honestly, that's the truth. And I'm sure your writing is better than you think it is. Creative writing is harder, but yeah. it's also less competition. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah, that's true. But I love writing. Um, so that's good that you're trying to put yourself out there. I think we all start our blogs sort of that way, and then we don't expect people to actually read them. And yeah. when they do, it's like a little bit shocking. Right. <laughs> But you've built a community, so clearly people enjoy, like, what you're writing. I mean, if you were just writing, like, complete garbage, they would not right. be, like, flocking to you. Right. So. <laughs> and that's, that's like, the, you know, at first it was just this thing that I wanted to do for me. And it's, you know, clearly evolved into um, so much more. And I always say if if what I write just helps one person, then, then I, I'm happy with that. Like, if only one person writes this, reads this blog post and they get something they need out of it, then that's it. That's, I'm good. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, so that's exactly what's happening. And that's always great. So you you started with, like, just your blog, but yeah. now you do so much more. You have, like, a YouTube channel. You have, like, a ton of different emails going on. So, like, how did you develop beyond just writing? And then what kind of content do you prefer now? Um. So I... I, this is like really kind of random and I had forgotten about till just now, but I wasn't one of those people who really, maybe it's cause I'm like an older millennial, but, um, I didn't watch YouTube like prior to, you're not an older to, millennial. To How old are you? Uh, I'll be, I'll be 29. <laughs> That's not an older millennial. Like 92. you gotta be like almost 40 to be an older millennial. That's true. I'm like middle of the road millennial. Um, yeah. But I didn't, like, watch YouTube. So, like, I, I wouldn't... YouTube wasn't the first place I went to watch, like, video content. I would just, like, watch TV. <laughs> um, and I think in, like... I, I guess it was, like, 2015, 2016. Um, I started getting into YouTube, watching it more. And I was like, wow, video editing looks really cool. And, like, I really like the the idea of having all these, like, memories captured and everything so by oh you wouldn't if you made youtube videos in middle school because i did (laughs) i don't like the idea of them being captured there are so many cringy videos that my cousin has of me that we could use like she could literally blackmail me with that i blackmailed myself yeah i put them on the internet myself like (laughs) i'm so glad they're not on the internet although i think there is a very cringy video from a french class i had in college that is on the internet um but 
in my defense, it is like a French version of The Breakfast Club, which I thought we did a really great job that on. That doesn't so. sound that cringy. That sounds innovative. I, <laughs> what I'm worried about, like, thank God TikTok didn't exist when oh, I was 12. Do you know what I would have done? Like, I was already making, like, really cringy music videos with my friends. Right. Like, I thought that we was cool. Were, yeah. Oh, my God. I would have thought I was hot stuff. My, I would have done it all. My, my parents cousin. did not supervise my internet usage, <laughs> and this was a mistake. So I think I would have put some crazy stuff on there. Like, I'm so glad. Yeah. Oh, my God. Every day I thank, I'm like, thank God that I was not born, like, I don't know, in 2000. And yeah, that right. Because <laughs> yeah. I would have done it. My cousin and I have an entire choreographed routine to I'm a Barbie girl. <laughs> I have an entire choreographed routine to the Hoedown Throwdown by Miley Cyrus. So I think that exists on the internet somewhere. And I still know the dance. So at least that didn't happen. Yeah. I Now I want to be on TikTok in like a cool way. Um, I went viral on TikTok and it's a very weird experience. <laughs> I got like 5,000 views on one video that of course was related to Twilight, so I was like, of all the things. Of all the things. But, <laughs> but that to me was considered viral. Yeah. But you got like a lot of views my on yours, most, I think I saw it. My most viewed piece of content is a five second video. <laughs> it's probably more than that, but it's a just a video of me making a joke about my husband being like Sokka from Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> You really got a niche down on TikTok. <laughs> and it has uh, over half a million views the last time I looked. I love it. I love TikTok because it's so easy to grow, but I also feel like there's no way to like actually do anything productive with that. Yeah, group. I had like, I went from 100 followers to I think like 1600 in less than a week with that. But video. then what do you do with that? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, because they the people who are on TikTok don't want to leave TikTok. No, they don't want to leave. <laughs> And they're just looking at their For You page, so it's hard to, like, talk to them multiple times. Right, yeah, it's a very strange animal. <laughs> but, but anyway, we were talking about your YouTube yeah, channel. Yeah, <laughs> um, so I was like, video looks cool, like, I should try that. And uh, I did, and found out that I really, really love doing video content. Um, and I, every once in a while, have this, like, existential crisis where I'm like, maybe I'm not supposed to be a writer. Maybe I was supposed to be doing video things. Why not both? Just um, do both. So, yeah, we recently got back into vlogging and doing more on YouTube, just as, like, a, just a fun creative outlet, um, just because I love doing it. Um, and then with my email list, I cannot, I'm just like one of those people who I just can't do one thing. I have to do all the things or I have to at least try all the things. And email lists are never, like they've never been something as a blogger that have excited me. And I really just kind of like go back and forth on whether or not to do one at all or like what do I do to make this exciting and um, so I stopped doing a, a monthly newsletter because I just wasn't, I wasn't enjoying making that content. Um, even though there were people who were enjoying that, but I was like, I really want to do more book related content. And I really just feel like I missed my calling as a, you know, book. Bookstagram. Yeah. Book related content creator because, <laughs> um, but so I was like, I have this email, like this half of an email list that I started from a failed book club that I ran before COVID crushed everybody's souls. And <laughs> um, I was like, I'm going to start sending them emails. And if they unsubscribe, they unsubscribe. And, you know, I sent out an email saying like, this is what I'm going to do with this email list. Like, 
if you want to stick around, fine. If you don't, that's cool too. Um, because I, I was getting a lot of requests for doing like what I read in July or what I read, you know, each month, what I was reading, sharing that sort of thing. And just like more book related content. Um, but anytime I would actually put it out, it wasn't like getting any traction. So I was like, somebody clearly wants this content and I yeah. want to make this content. So I figured I would just use my existing email list. And it started because I was kind of, I was just like, buy, I just kept buying books, which I go through these phases where I will just be like up to my eyeballs in books. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and so um, I was like, you know, here's what I'm reading. Here's the books that are getting recommended and like that sort of thing. And then um, I fell down a rabbit hole of reading, of rereading young adult dystopian fan fiction not fan fiction fan fiction yes that's yes. I, now Let's i want talk to talk about that. that that's a podcast right there <laughs> we can talk about that um and <laughs> fan fiction i love fan fiction. that was a freudian slip yeah you just like one. told everyone what you're doing in your free time <laughs> Actually, I have not read or written fan fiction in a very long time. Then um, you're not living. Yeah. That's all I have to say about right. that. <laughs> um, actually, one of my favorite content creators um, did a video not long ago about rereading old fan fiction she had written. And I was like, man, oh if I God. knew where mine was, I would totally I know that. where mine is, and I will take it to the grave. <laughs> I, I used a pen name, and I'm so thankful for that. <laughs> but I shared one with, like, a friend. I wrote one in college. Like, when I think about that, I'm like, this was an adult. <laughs> she did this with her free time. She could have been, like, partying, studying, doing something. <laughs> nope. Right, <laughs> I was doing fiction. that. <laughs> Oh, so that makes me cringe, but that that's far from my worst. That's the only one I would share with people. Yeah. I feel like it's more acceptable. But yeah, anyways, I was rereading, I fell down the rabbit hole of rereading old dystopian young adult fiction. Which, which ones? Um, so, well, it started with the, because um, the prequel to The Hunger Games came out. So that's what right. kicked this all off, because I read that book in like a day and a half. <laughs> um. And so that kind of kicked it off. But my um, senior thesis when I graduated college was on young adult dystopian fiction and women, how women exist in young adult dystopian. Fiction. I just want the reading list. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I so I started with um, I had reread the first Hunger Games book fairly recently um, and then reread and then read the prequel. And I was like, man, I really this makes me want to go reread that whole series again, which I didn't do. But um, I got sucked down the rabbit hole because I was simultaneously researching for a novel that I may or may not be writing. <laughs> um, Me. <laughs> uh, and so I was like, well, it's, you know, it falls into that category. So let me find, I knew there was a, a series that existed that was similar that I had never finished, um, which is Legend by Marie Lu. Um, oh, I know what it is, but I haven't read it. It's a, it's a good series. It's definitely different, I would say, than other, than, you know, like, the Hunger Games and the Divergence. Um, I have a tattoo from Divergence. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, the worst thing I've ever done. <laughs> so whenever anyone's like, I'm a fan of dystopian fiction, I'm like, but did you tattoo it on your body? Yeah. I don't know. I have Sounds I actually haven't yet, and that is... Don't do it. Very, very <laughs> um, surprising. I do have a, I have a Harry Potter tattoo, but <laughs> that's not the same. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I read that series in 
like a week because I was listening to the audiobook versions while I was doing my walks with my son, which were like four miles. Um, so I read that one and then that got me into my like what were my like favorites when I was really into that genre, which are um, the Matched series by Ali Condi and then the Delirium series by Lauren Oliver, which Delirium, I like Delirium. is that's my favorite. I didn't like the series. second book. I, I did not finish it. I can't remember any of it. Which is I liked the, the first book. I read it sort of recently. I think I read it in 2018. Yeah. I remember reading it at work. And that was part of the reason why I wanted to go back and read those. Because I was like, wow, I really don't remember anything that happened um, in any of these books. So I'm working through the Matched series right now because I ordered the Delirium trilogy from Thrift Books. And it took forever to come to Alaska. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, so I'm working through Matched right now. Uh, actually, I'm working through Cross, which is the second Matched um, book. But and those two, those series, which I think were the best out of like the you know popular series that came out, then didn't get like hardly any traction, and it's really sad. <laughs> my gosh! Now I have to look at my bookshelf. Maybe I can recommend some. I love Dystopia. I still love I it, but too. I have to take a break from it every once in a while because it gives me depression. Yeah, I haven't but... read it in a very long time. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much that I tattooed it on my body at 18. Yeah. <laughs> I never forget. Yeah. <laughs> it was so moving. But anyway, so you're doing book content. That's fun and exciting and a little bit different. But I think book content is good for like facilitating community. Yeah. So you also started a Facebook community outside of Instagram and your blog, obviously. And like, how has that gone? I've I've been tempted to start Facebook communities and I have never followed through because <laughs> I don't finish things. But in the same way. <laughs> but is it is it? I've heard of, of people having like a lot of success with those. Um, I like being, I like lurking on groups. I almost said I like being active in groups, but that's not true. I like lurking in groups. Yeah, me so, too. So <laughs> I'm interested. So how has that worked out? So it's, I mean, it's slow going um, at first. I don't know. It's only been about a couple of weeks since I did that. And um, I did that because a lot of times people, I think, are afraid to, like, DM people who are influencers on, I'm doing air quotes for people I know, listening yeah. I can't see. Um, <laughs> I think they're afraid to like DM people who are like are influencers, content creators, that sort of thing. Um, and ask questions and that sort of thing. And so I wanted to give the people who are like, you know, my, like my, my super fans, but, but like the, the members of my community who are actually the most active, like, on Instagram who are DMing me and that sort of thing. I wanted to give them a space that made them feel like they were a part of this community. And it wasn't just them talking to me, but like them being able to access other like-minded people. Um, and, it, you know, at first it's like a lot of, I'm hope I have big goals for it and I'm hoping that it will grow and that people will start engaging with, you know, each other in the group and start asking questions and stuff. But it is a lot of like, you know, I have to post to get anybody to say anything. <laughs> yeah, I think that's normal, though. For yeah, those kinds of groups, which is hard, because I'm always like, well, I forget that I have a Facebook. Group. <laughs> and then I'm you have like... to rope someone else into it. I was involved in a friend. Uh, I almost said a friend group, um, a Facebook group. Um, one of my friends has like a Florida travel blog. And she started like a Florida travel Facebook group. I'm from Florida. 
and I had a Disney blog, so she was like, hey, could you, like, help me out in this? <laughs> and, like, together we were both able to, like, remember occasionally to, like, right. put something in it. So it helps if you're not the only one, I can imagine. Yeah. Although it got really weird. This old man joined, and he kept, like, posting fly fishing stuff, like, advertisements for his fly fishing company. <laughs> but, like, every day. Every single day. And it was the only post would be, like, come fly fishing this weekend, like, for two months straight. That's but so we banned funny. him, so... That's how it works out, but it's weird like, how those read the room like, turn into something really weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so right now I'm trying to um, do things that are only, like, with that group. So, like, I, I just teased, like, I'm going to be doing a giveaway just for the people in that group and do things that I don't normally do that are outside of my comfort zone. Like, I never do, like, Instagram lives or, like, anything like that. Um so I'm planning on doing, like, live Q&As and stuff like that in there, like, live chatting and, and that sort of thing, um, just so that I could basically give back to the people who are supporting me, because they're, they're, this, like, blogger, influencer lifestyle is very one-sided <laughs> a lot of the times, or it can yeah. feel that way. Um, and so, you know, just a way to give back to them. And it's, you know, there's a lot of things that, there, that's an easy way for them to feel supported and for them to support the creators that they like is by doing those groups. Um, and a lot of, especially right now, which the real reason I was like, this is a good time to do it is because, you know, we're all socially distancing and not traveling and can't see people and that sort of thing. Um, and so I really wanted to make sure that that people in my community were able to feel connection um, because there's been a lot of times in my life where I haven't, or I felt really lonely and haven't been able to connect with people. And I always just do what I, what I needed <laughs> at the time. So I was like, well, let's do this and see what it grows into. And if not, it's just a place for people to hang out or ask questions or, you know, that sort of thing. So we'll see. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think it's good to follow, like, the type of content you would want. Right. Um, that's what I try to think of as well. And I think it's generally effective. So what would you say to someone who maybe has a small following and they want to start encouraging people to interact with them, whether it's, like, visiting their blog or, like, joining a Facebook group or joining an email list or even just, like, responding to an Instagram story? Like, how do they get people to take that first step, which is often the hardest step of making like that first, first line of content, um, contact. I, I think that something people like forget to do a lot of the time is to just like tell people that you're available. Um, like, especially if you don't know somebody, it can be weird to just send them a DM or like react to their Instagram stories or anything like that. So I think something that's so simple to do is just be like, hey, like, I really like talking to you guys. Like, you know, don't hesitate to send me a DM or, um, you know, Instagram has the little DM me sticker. Um, do people use that? Yeah. I mean, I know that you post it, but do people respond to it? Yeah, so I actually, I've been having way better luck using the DM me sticker than the question box. Really? Um, yeah, and I partially, is be I think, is because like people can write more <laughs> that way. That's true. It is um, limiting. But yeah, I have been having a lot of luck. And the first time I used it, I was like, are people actually going to use this? And then I had like five or six people actually like, oh, excuse me, um, actually DM me from that button. 
So I really do like that DM button. And um, a lot of people just don't don't know that, like, you're there to answer their questions or um, that sort of thing. And it can be, I mean, think about, <laughs> think about every time you've, like, ever made a new friend in your life. Like, <laughs> would you're you... You're overestimating the right. times I've made a new friend. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I mean, I know, like, for me personally, going up to somebody and, like, saying hi or, like, introducing myself is, like, the most terrifying thing I could ever do. <laughs> Yeah, so, it's intimidating. I think, yeah, exactly. I think, and I think people find, I, there's this false conception that people who put themselves out there on the internet are, like, extroverts and, like, intimidating and that sort uh, of thing. can't relate. And I think that, yeah, me either. <laughs> I think that <laughs> reminding people that, like, you're human and, you know, like, hey, if you have a question, like, don't hesitate to ask me. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> um, and that sort of thing. And then the other thing I would say is just give back like don't focus on the number that you want focus on the number that you have um because you don't you don't need like 10,000 followers you need like 100 to 1,000 like super followers who love what you're doing and love buying into your content and love supporting you because they are the people who are ultimately going to make or break your community like there's they matter they're the ones who matter the most um and so focus on them and make sure you're giving to them um so offering like free you know advice basically or make sure make sure you're serving your community um and not just taking from them um which is it's a balancing act and something that i definitely struggle with a lot um and i'm trying to focus more on now Um, but yeah, make sure you're serving your community and ask them what they, I love asking my community, like what they're struggling with. What do you need from me right now? Um, what's going on in your life? Because not only does that give me content ideas, but that means I can more readily help them. Those are good tips. I've never tried the DM button and I always was like scared to try it, but now I might try it. Yeah, it's, I, you, yeah, you, you'll be surprised at what you'll get from it. I'm going to try it. Maybe I'll try it today. I have nothing to ask, but I'll ask anyway, just for fun. But that's great. Thank you for your wonderful tips. Where can everyone find you if they want to join your book list, if they want to join your community or your Instagram or your blog or your podcast? I'm just listing everything. Yeah, I'm all over the place. Um, Most of my social media handles are Darian Shambly, just like my first and last name. Um. So that's pretty easy to find. Madeinmomjeans.com is the blog, and that is where I put all the podcast episodes um, as well. For now, I'm hoping to get an actual website for the blog. God, I don't recommend it. I'm so lazy (laughs) at updating mine. (laughs) I know. It's like, it's so easy because it's like, I mean, all my YouTube, all my vlogs are on that website too. So one day that website's just going to crash, but... (laughs) Um, I had to update because mine did. Yeah. Um, so Instagram is pretty much the easiest place to like find me because, um, you know, I have a link in my bio that goes to a link page where you can find all of those, you know, links, the, there's a link to the Facebook community. There's a link to, you know, any freebies that I have. Um, there's a link to join the bookish email list, um, and that sort of thing. And yeah, that's where I hang out most of the time. My DMs are always open. Usually I have to set a like timer, like a downtime timer. 
<laughs> because I'll just spend all day talking to people on Instagram instead of doing work, which I actually have. To do, so. <laughs> yeah, it's a good distraction, but it's yeah. a good one too. I don't. It's good to interact with your community because I feel like they're more likely to continue engaging with your content. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Perfect. Well, thank you for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. 